Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including a miraculous ladybug, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and welcome to our mid-season two Miraculous Ladybug panel discussion. This is our first panel for Miraculous Ladybug, and we will see how this goes. We are talking about the first 15 episodes of season two of Miraculous Ladybug, so make sure you have seen up until Frightening Gale and every episode prior uh, before... uh, listening to this podcast but we do um, ladybug weekly or you know with this show it's uh, whenever there's a new episode recaps here at overlyanimated.com find us at overlyanimated.com or search for overly animated uh, ladybug on itunes subscribe there on youtube to not miss any of our future miraculous ladybug podcasts um we haven't done a panel before so you might not uh, know what this is we'll be meeting our panelists in just a moment but uh, this is a uh like a normal podcast except a game show uh we're, you know we're doing uh i'm gonna ask them questions about what they think the best episode was what the best characters were and then i will grade their responses based on entirely arbitrary criteria especially including uniqueness of answer so um probably the thing you'll see me dock off the most for is if they, someone repeats an answer i want entirely unique answers here and i'll grade them out of five for each answer and uh, we'll determine a winner of the miraculous ladybug mid-season two panel um and then at the end and uh, more on this at the end of this podcast. But let me know if you guys like this format because we are considering uh, potentially uh, by or two, twice a week uh, or twice a new episode, miraculously about podcast in addition to the recap. Um, so let us know what you think of the format. But um, yeah, overlyanimated.com. We're grading. It's a panel. Let's meet our panelists as we introduce the first question here. And uh, the first question we'll be asking is, which episode was your favorite so far in season two? Uh, Again, that includes episodes one to 15. Favorite, not necessarily best. So any answers acceptable here. We'll be starting with panel legend Andy Potter. Andy, how are you? And what is your favorite episode of season two? Well, Dylan, I've decided... Your rules are rather one-sided. I can't win without a gimmick. This is mine, and I hope no one will mimic. Andy, this is the this is the straightforward question. What what's what's the gimmick? Yeah, are already? you already to your question? There's only one answer. Frightingale is just too good a singer and dancer. Her rhymes oh, are too oh. good for fiction. The humor and insanity borders on inanity. Marinette and Adrian are as thick as pigskin. I could go on for an hour. This is like my superpower. Oh. Do you, do you have oh any more? <laughs> I don't Please think I, I didn't get that there. Score, But because you've asked, the second verse will be a brain blast. Oh Cataclysm God. and optimism were a highlight. I couldn't stop laughing with all my might. Hawkmoth 2 was caught in the spell. Chloe showed up to make things less than swell. Marinette almost had self-control. Well, for the role of Ladybug, she didn't enroll. The episode was so funny, the rhymes were sometimes barely punny. For once, the dub was a must- this episode being first is entirely just. Anything else? Yes, more, Andy? Third verse? <laughs> I planned to rhyme all night. This is going to be pretty hard. And hard. Okay, okay. Aww. So we're stopping at two verses. I don't, I don't believe that you're going to rhyme all night. But, um, wow, I hated that. But uh, that was impressive. Okay, so <laughs> we're starting off strong here with Andy giving an entirely rhyming answer, uh, saying Frightening Gale is the best episode of the season. Um, yes, Andy, that is your full answer, correct? Yeah, okay. Sure. Thank you. I'll take a bow. I'm ready to win the next question now. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay. Um, if Andy, well, Andy might jump in with more rhymes, it seems like, but, uh, that, that's, that's Andy's first answer here. Uh, probably shouldn't have put him first because that was absurd. But, uh, next we have, 
uh, new co-host here, uh, ladybug expert and Marinette appreciation captain, Sarah Dolman. Uh, Sarah, uh, hello, and what is your favorite episode so far in season two? Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Um, <laughs> I really don't know how to follow that. Uh, that Just um, don't rhyme and that... it'll be fine. It'll... <laughs> okay. Oh, God, that rhymes. Okay. So... <laughs> I have to say that my favorite episode is the best episode of season two so far, which is Repost, because we have Myrna and Adrian starting out being extremely super cute dorks while he's teaching her how to fence, and then Kagami makes her big dramatic entrance, um, this brand new character, and we know we have the highlight of the episode for sure is Ladrian. Marinette and Adrian, or no, Ladybug and Adrian, rather, uh, that's, that they win the episode for me, because they're, you know, Adrian protects Ladybug, we have Ladybug being super protective of Adrian, they're blushing the entire time, we have, um, Ladybug kissing the sarcophagus, which is super weird, but I freaked out anyway, um, we have Adrian blowing that kiss at Ladybug, which I, like, I died, basically, um, it's too much for my Ladrian loving heart, um, it was amazing, and that—that's my answer. Yes. Okay. That's that's a good, good, unique answer. I didn't expect to see you repost as, uh, but <laughs> a, a ton of good memories there. The sarcophagus. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, Dylan. Can I just be honest with you? That was going to be my first choice for my answer. Okay. Well, you're out of luck, Steve. So yeah. You you you'll you'll be going after Alex. So you think of a new answer in the meantime. But okay. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good, good stuff there from Sarah. Let next let's introduce our third panelist. It's uh, Alex Bonilla. Alex, hello. And uh, what is your uh, favorite episode of season two? Bon bonjour à notre oh. écouteur de podcast. Je pense que la meilleure épisode de la saison 2 de Miraculous Ladybug est les collectionneurs. Cet épisode était un des meilleurs épisodes de Gabriel Grest. Les collectionneurs et les premiers épisodes qui élevaient à papillon à l'état d'un méchant vrai. Son plan d'auto-accumulateur était un risque. Normalement, on l'avoue seulement dans sa chambre. Et les séquences de combat entre les collectionneurs, Ladybug et Chanois étaient très amusantes à regarder et bonnes à exécuter pour ces programmes. Les collectionneurs donnaient les tonnes un peu plus sérieux pour les restes du programme comparé à la saison première. Et pour, pour ces raisons, les collectionneurs est ma, 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 mon épisode favori. Uh, so, do you know French, Alex? Uh, J'ai. <laughs> I, 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 took, I took it in high school. Okay, I, I had to at least there's that. I, I dusted it off. <laughs> okay. If there's going to be people who speak French listening, they're going to criticize your French, I assume. But. Well, I, I, I speak okay. French. <laughs> how how was that, well, that French? Well, please, please go. I, it was not bad. How bad? <laughs> <laughs> so he said the collector, I, yeah, and uh, he talked about uh, akuma, akumatizing, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so t TLDR. No, don't. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. give the full thing again. But we'll... yeah, basically, I think it set the tone of being a little bit more serious this season compared to season one. I think it's Gabriel's best, uh, one of his best episodes, uh, and the 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 fight sequences were much better compared to season one. I think so. This set a more serious tone for the rest of the season. That it it, it set a good tone to keep going with. Okay. Um... Yeah, I, I I don't know what I was expecting from a lady, a panel about our most ridiculous show, our most ridiculous format, but somehow this has exceeded all uh, ridiculousness expectations so far. That answer so. was even more absurd than any I could possibly inferred. Well, quoi? Oh, God, Andy. Oh, my God. Uh, it was, define inferred. 
Is that what you said? Would you infer? Okay, I don't know. I'm going to criticize the rhyming if, if this is going to keep going. But uh, last, uh, if he if he just answers in English, it's already going to be good uh, a high a high mark, honestly, because uh, non <laughs> non rhyming English. That's all I'm expecting at this point. So uh, last <laughs> panelist is Steve Zek. Steve, hello, and what oh. was your favorite episode? Oh, don't worry, two? don't worry, Alex. You've been watching Pop Team Epic, haven't you? <laughs> okay, my answer what? is. Pop Team Epic, they have a okay, No, 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 but, 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 go. Okay. Okay, my my pick is Zombizo. Zombizo, yes. Yeah, Zombizo, yeah. That's, uh, that's the one I saw. It's the long-awaited return of Chloe, who's been absent at, the, at that point for like six episodes. It seemed maybe she she got lost. Maybe she went... Maybe she went chasing after Glasseric or something. I don't know. Um... This was like the, the follow up. We finally got to um, the, uh, the 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 despair bear episode, and it, I thought those two episodes go great together. And uh, we have a lot, of, a lot of good shipping moments. Um, I did love like any little bit of Julika and Myling. I'm always a fan of Rose, Julika and Rose, Ro- Julika and Rose. <laughs> I know Julika and Rose. Yeah, I, I love those two. But yeah, my, but Chloe, man, she's like the star of the episode, and we got very little of Chloe, but she she made up for it because I love that we're getting some development with her, and uh, except for like the um Siren episode, which I thought was a little bit of a step back, but I love how now now Hawkmoth pretty much has to rely on something else to get his victims. Now he has to re- go get down to just just getting people angry on purpose. Yes, as so, extensively covered on the podcast already. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so and you got you I, got Zombie Zoo. Yeah, Zombie Zoo. Yes, fun episode. Um, I just love how it just goes against the norm over a typical Ladybug episode. Yeah, very unique episode. Um, good choice there. So Steve picked the best of the four episodes. Um, so that counts for something, in my opinion. You know, very subjective. But no mention, no love for Glaciator, Dark Owl, and Robustus. Uh, my yeah, opinion, the, the top. Le, Le Bou Noir uh, was my second choice. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> my opinion, the top three episodes of the season. But um, yeah, I don't know how to grade that because I guess. I, so I'm going to start off lenient and I'm going to reward the ridiculousness. And I'll give Andy and Alex five points each. But my 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 opinion could very rapidly change. Let's just let's just put that out there. And I'll give Sarah and Steve four points for solid answers as well. But. Um, yeah, that, we're starting strong here, so let's move into question two. Um, we're going to open the door to more ridiculousness now, and uh, the question is, which character has earned the lucky charm so far this season? Um, basically, I'm asking who is the MVP, the most the you know, the most valuable character, the uh, character that's done the most, that you like the most? Very open-ended question. Who has earned the lucky charm? Any character. Steve, you get first pick, so who you uh-huh. got? Okay, I guess to no one's surprise, which is my last answer, my answer is Chloe. Um, she hasn't appeared in that many episodes, but qu- quality over quantity. She makes up for it with quality in her few episodes she appeared so far this year. Um, I just I just love how, you get, again, this development, like, we had, like, one episode in season one when they showed uh, some sort of a different side to Chloe. So they're going to follow up on that. And I'm and I I'm excited though. I can't wait to see what happens when um, the Queen Bee appears and what they're gonna do. And I can't wait to meet her miraculous. 
I wonder uh, what kind of attitude that person is going to have to have to deal with Chloe. This person is going to have to be even tougher than Tiki. Impossible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Chloe, uh, Steve's pick, uh, synergy with his last answer. And I like, I like including the <laughs> quality over quantity that needed to be addressed if you're going to pick Chloe here. So good job. Um, Alex, you're next up. Who, who, who has earned your lucky charm? Well, see, when I think of the lucky charm, I think of it as something that you pull out for a very brief moment by, by the end of the episode, just <laughs> when you really need it. And it's 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 always effective, no matter what, even for the short time it's there. And really, that character is Plog, because Plog appears for like maybe 30 <laughs> seconds in every episode. But he always lets off a line that's really good. And I, I like whenever he shows up, he's got like a 90 percent effectiveness rating. OK. Like he, in Captain Hard Rock, he's like, hey, you can enjoy the concert without leaving the comfort of your own room. Or the, like in Nightingale, he, like he's the one who's like making fun of Chat Noir's bell. Like that that's a very met meta thing to make fun of. Uh, he, oh, of course, they, they always go back to the cheese jokes, but I think they've gotten better with the cheese jokes. Like, for example, in, in Siren, like uh, um, Adrian is using that to his advantage to try to get him to spill his secrets. Like, I've got this really good cheese. And like you're plugged just screaming in pain and agony, trying to hold in his his desire, but at the same time needing to keep the secrets. So, like, all in all, I think that Plog, whenever he shows up, especially in season two, he's been a delight to have on screen. And I, I always enjoy him just like a lucky charm. He shows up at just the right time for me. Uh, well, I guess he uh, shows up at the right time, ac uh, according to somebody. So that's good, at least. 90% effectiveness by what metric? By by the lines, like by, by jokes that he gives. Like, I do think there's like a one or two jokes here or there, usually related to cheese that are like whatever. But I think that for the few, for the little bit of dialogue that they give him, every time that they give him a joke to do, I think it's funny. I mean, Plog has definitely been better recently. He has, he's had a few good episodes, but this is an interesting choice. Alex, I'm going to say you are the Plog uh, of, uh, you're the, of this podcast. How about that? To be uh, okay, I think that's fitting, actually. <laughs> I, I think your personalities are similar. Okay, so maybe it's a fitting choice. Do you, do you also love cheese, Alex? Actually, I hate cheese with a burning passion. Okay. But, you've, insulted, uh... you've insulted Plog, so um, that's fine. Okay, so that's an interesting answer. Uh, Sarah, who is your who has earned your lucky charm? Okay, well, it should be no surprise, considering I, I guess I was named the, the captain of the Marinette Appreciation Squad, that my answer for the MVP is Marinette. Um, it's probably not the most um, out there answer, but I would like to give my TED talk on why Marinette is the best um, and deserves the MVP award of this season. Uh, you know, thank you all for coming. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, please go ahead, yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, not only has she been just extremely brilliant in every single episode that's, you know, helped them to defeat the Akuma in each episode, helping to solve those problems um, and staying strong in the face of such, like, humongous amount of pressure put on her shoulders, like, in Zombie Zoo and, like, her, um, you know, comrades one after the other were taken up by the, the zombie curse. And um, then, in addition to that, you know, we've seen for the majority of the season her compassion really shining through, um, putting others before her, for example, like, you know, when she gets in trouble so she can save Max's robot from the principal and Robustus, or when, you know, when she makes this huge effort in Dark Owl to humor Mr. Democles, the principal who wants to be a superhero, 
Um, I could list many others. Oh, oh there was no, there was the collector um, when she was risking her reputation um, as, with, you know, the designer she admires and Gabriel so that Adrian can go back to school. Um, and thirdly, she is incredibly forgiving. Um, people have been not so great to Marinette, you know, when uh, Shat in uh, Glaciators kind of acting out on her for missing out on that uh, dinner date that he had planned or, you know, when Chloe's pretty uh, rude in Zombie Zoo. Um, and so even though, uh, you know, sometimes she has a temper and can take that out on some people like Chloe, um, she in most part looks to see the good in people and that's why she's the MVP and why she's Paris's hero. And that is the end of my TED Talk. Yay, Paris's hero. Yes, good good TED Talk. Alex, does that make you feel bad about your answer that you got followed up with that after blog? Not exactly, because I, I think that it, it depends on your interpretation of Lucky Charm, right? Like Marinette? Yeah, I, 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 put, I put what the interpretation was next to the question, MVP, and you uh, you, you just well, twisted it to suit your He's valuable answer. to me, but I agree okay. that Marinette is valuable to the show. <laughs> like, with, with, without She's valuable Marinette. to more than just the show. She's valuable to, like, the people that are close to her and her friends and everybody. Yes, right. Everybody. Mar- Mar- Marinette is a, is a strong character for sure. And okay. she, she, Alex but is like, stick, sticking by the that's the right thing. I'm, I'm giving love to the lo- to the ones well, that aren't loved, the loveless. Well, well sometimes though, Marinette though, her obsession with Adrian does sometimes get her into trouble. Yeah. Like, I don't think like, we've turned yeah, that down this season. Yeah, she's, been I know, I know. But she's been, sometimes she can be a little mean, a little possessive of Adrian, like, Yes. In the Ripside episode, when no, I think she was a little nuts idea. there, but that's but she's improving. Yeah, repose. Okay. Yeah, I got I got there. Yeah, great answer, especially juxtaposed with with Alex's. So, Andy, side to the same coin. Is is that what that means, Andy? Let's see if you rhyme in your answer. I'm I'm not sure, I'm not sure if you're planning on continuing this, but who who's earned your lucky charm? I wasn't sure at first oh, God. who at first I would choose. Marinette <laughs> no, Hawkmoth sure did amuse. But after much fate, oh. Adrian is ten out of ten, I would rate. His taunting of plage of ancient cheese, endless puns that never displease. His stupidity as chat reached new heights. He even won a couple of fights. Chat Moir had a fight with Ladybug when all he wanted to do was hug. And later he finally learned that Master Fu had returned. He pushed pushes Marinette to change her actions, at least when she avoids all distractions. And now we're here in the middle of the season, and I can't think of a fitting reason to not say that he's earned the lucky charm he often yearned. And because it seems you can't tell when I'm done, this line I've added as the last one. Uh, did you add that? <laughs> you you can't respond to me apparently now because you want to continue to talk in rhymes. But I'm going to assume you added that after. The, yeah, it, the first it was question. actually really good until that last line. <laughs> yeah. Um. Since when are you the cat fanboy, Andy? Nope. Okay. He, he can't. See, he, this is a this is going to be a problem if you can't follow up with your answers. Uh, like this was a strong was a strong start. Here's I like- where I would say something witty, but I didn't plan a rhyme. What a pity. Okay, so you have you have stock answers in in ready at the ready. Gotcha. Um, interesting. Uh, I, see, I feel like I feel like this. If you could pull it off and you could converse with the rhyming, 
then this oh. might succeed more. But I did, oh. I did still like that answer. I liked I'm, the uh, rate line particularly. I'm, get, I'm yes, getting Dipper Man cry baby flashbacks here. No, not that. Uh, not that's this show's too pure. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's this. I'm, I'm still buying it for now, so I'll give Andy another five points there. Although, um, we'll see. We'll see when we get to the be- to the back half of the questions. Uh, Sarah gets a rare six out of five for that incredible what? answer. Uh, Alex oh, and Steve get fours for also strong answers. Um, so uh, we have uh, Andy tied for the lead with the rhyming thing. Interesting. Okay, let's move on to questions. Let's move on to question three. Uh, expecting even more ridiculous answers for which ship has won the season so far. And you need to distinguish between the four Marinette and Adrians. So uh, which ship has sailed, not necessarily become canon, but in your heart, which ship has, has sailed so far this season? Uh, let's start with Sarah. Okay. Uh, so, you know, as I uh, raved on about Ladrian in my first answer, you might expect that to be my choice, but it's not. I'm picking Lady Noir. And my my reason for that, uh, oh, my disappointing some people, was that their top choice? Oh, t- sorry, too bad. Picked it. Um, but because they have been so strong um, in terms of their, their development this season um, so far, I think the theme of trust has been really um, prevalent between them in many different episodes and like how well they work together, you know, in like Dark Owl was an amazing example of, um, you know, Marin and Adrian really, or no, <laughs> Ladybug and Shadow Noir really trusting in each other to, to, to transform in front of one another and, you know, not, not peek and reveal their identities, you know, and they work super well mm-hmm. in Frightengale with all the rhyming. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like they've been just been super strong we have the super emotional episode of Glaciator also where they um, they are able to kind of have like that open, honest conversation with each other. And I think that's really brought this ship to a new level. Yes, it was a very strong season for the Lady Noir so far. Um, so a good answer there. Let's see. Let's see how many people pick the corners of the of the square. <laughs> what we get? Well, well, one one is covered. So please please do not answer Lady Noir. Let's go to Steve next. Steve, what do you got yes. for this? All right, my my answer is gotta be Julica and Rose. Yes, I've definitely seen good them answer. in development. Yeah, you you uh, forgot who they were earlier, but still a good answer. Well, uh, I just got a little nervous. <laughs> I got a little nervous. And besides, I got confused in that episode when they uh they had those code names. I'm I'm like Rose in a way. I got confused. <laughs> yeah, what if what if someone just came on and only called the characters by their code names from <laughs> uh from Google? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um they actually really they really um it seems like it's kind of canon in this series. It's a kitty boom level of canon. Like I think they're self-aware knowing that People are going to ship him, so they're giving us some nice little background stuff here. And, uh, it, yeah, it reminds me of Lyra and Bomb Bomb and My Little Pony, so type of thing. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with the uh, Jellicoe and Rose. That, that's the ship I probably most care about. And anything else, who Marinette, Adrian, they get together, okay, fine, whatever. But as long as they get Jellicoe and Rose, I am happy. Yes, the the one true ship of the show, right? Everyone knows that. So it's so a good answer from Steve there. We'll see if I deduct points for the My Little Pony reference. But I think you earned them back with the Mysticons reference, so it, it evens out. But, um, okay, Steve has claimed Julka and Rose. I'm going to make uh, – it's so tempting to just make Andy go last since he clearly only has one answer prepared. So let's go to Alex next. Uh, what's your, <laughs> what's your, which, ship, which ship has won the season so far? 
Well, look, I, I'm a simple person. I see Adrian and Marinette together. I like it. So, like, Adrianette, I think, it has continued to be a strong ship. Like, from the Dudu Villain, when, when they are dancing together, Adrian takes Marinette into the floor, and you have the nice lighting around them as they get close together. But dancing to what Marinette later calls in Bifana her favorite song, so, like, that, that just makes it all the more cute. And But also, like, in later episodes, like... Um, uh, like Sy- uh, Siren, um, or, or not Siren, which one is it? it, it Go- Gorzilla, where Adrian trusts Marinette enough to hide with her all over the place. Like You see that the, there is a growing relationship between them to the point where all, also in the Adrian-Marinette state that they both trust each other a little bit more, especially Adrian towards Marinette. We also have the revelation in this season that Adrian still has the lucky charm from season one that that, that uh, Marinette gifted her during the video game episode. So that's a, a cute detail to keep around. And uh, yeah, just uh, and also the fact that uh, now we're being very clear that Marinette's friends recognize that Marinette likes Adrian and are helping her out with it. So I think that also helps a huge deal because when your friends around you know who you like, that that adds I think a little bit of confidence to you in the long run. So that that's definitely going to help uh, Marinette slowly like get get herself together around Adrian, having other people around her support her in that. So, yeah, Adrianette is is the foundation ship of this show, and I think it's still sailing smoothly uh, so far this season. Are you claiming that uh, Marinette will ask out Adrian soon? Is that what you're claiming? I think that that, that if we ever get to that point, it's going to be Marinette who, who asks Adrian out. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, well, she, she's the one with the arrow pointed, you know, with, with that combination. But, okay, um, Adrianette, a solid answer there as well from Alex. And uh, we are left with Andy. And uh, so, um, Andy, which, which let's, hope, let's hope if you picked one of the two, it was one of the half remaining. Which ship has uh, won the season? My answers will surely decline because I can't help but remind that rhyming is definitely hard, so some responses are simply barred. Unfortunately, I must repeat Sarah's answer at the least. Adrianette was a strong contender and Marichat was a gross offender, but one stood above the rest. Wow. Lady Noir was cuter than a bird's nest. Give me a moment to make it all clear. The competition wasn't even near. Ladybug and Chat haven't have been getting closer. Their attraction has been plowing through like a bulldozer. Chat Noir's advantage are starting to bear fruit, even though Ladybug once thought he him a brute. She finds his puns at least quite amusing. How long it took, though, is quite confusing. They've spent so much time shoulder to shoulder. You'd think at some point she'd fall for the smolder. But here we are with Marinette still believing that Adrian is the one with that her heart should be needing. Just wake up, girl. This dork is the one. He's cute, quirky, adorable, and fun. And Adrian needs to see through the mask to see that Marinette is the one he should ask to go on a date in that that would be most cute as Chatmore and Ladybug Ladybug they'd be more than snug <laughs> thank you time to revise that answer there's there's like a solid five minutes uh, after <laughs> Still in, I think if you go back and check my answer was clear this wasn't a wreck answer was clear that did that rhyme no that that rhyme. Rhyme. I no. go back and check my answer was check clear. and wreck was- okay that, mm. the cadence was off but okay sure um, also uh, like this might have been because of a rhyme but calling mary shad a gross offender that, that's an insult like, mm. like glaciator is a beautiful episode for mary shad oh my goodness um yeah that's an instant two for repeating an answer from andy although that was uh, a an might have flopped but i've got so many rhymes you'll be shocked <laughs> 
Okay. I mean, I'm not going to be shocked because we've established here. shock doesn't rhyme. It's close enough, I guess. Um, All right, Andy it's, P. <laughs> it's uh, that was that was there are some very good rhymes there though from Andy, but he gets a two. I'm gonna gonna can't can't give any uh, handicaps because he put this upon himself. So uh, two there, uh, Sarah four, Alex five, Steve five. I've forgotten why at this point because of that so um, I think that moved Andy into last. So let's see if he can make a comeback. Um, yeah, we've got. Uh, We've got uh, Sarah and Alex tied for the lead, Steve one behind, Andy two behind. So let's uh, continue on to question four. What has been the lamest action taken by Hawk Moth this season? So we've, me, uh, Delaney, and April have gotten into the habit of criticizing Hawk Moth's uh, increasing ridiculousness this season. So he's, he's made many ridiculous, uh, th- he's done many ridiculous things this season. So which has been the lamest of all of them? Uh, let's start with Alex. Okay, I think this is uh, this went a little unnoticed, but uh, or maybe not. But in the episode Robustus, where his home security system gets hijacked by Robustus and he gets closed in, well, once it, that is all solved and Ladybug deakumatizes uh, Robustus and everything. Uh, Papillon goes through the work of opening up the window just to give his monologue and then close it again. Now, why do you go through the effort if you're already closed in and like you've already failed? Well, why go through the effort of opening the window? You can't even see Ladybug or Chat Noir. So what's the point of even keeping the window open? And just to give like a five second monologue just to close it again. It's It was a very, a very useless thing, like just to keep up the mirage of, oh, I'm a super villain. In the end, it just comes off as very lame. So you're referring to the default animation they have of uh, of like when they pan away from him, the window closes or whatever. Yeah. Well, like they show the window opening. He talks for five seconds and then it closes again. Yeah, it's because they reuse the animation. That's the answer. That's why. But it, um, it just adds to the lameness, especially like coming off of the fact that he's just been beaten up by his own missiles. Like it just it, it adds insult to injury just seeing him go through the motions of his lame, lame villainness. Okay, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> observation. I think we're going to choose something for Robustus. It is the the, the, the missiles part, but uh, interesting choice from Alex there to start us off. Um, let's throw a bone to Andy and go to him second here. So Andy, what's the lamest action taken by Hawkmoth? This season has seen Hawk Moth at new lows, despite how often he's come to blows. Look, he might pretend to be all high and mighty. All I'm saying is he's been rather flighty. His record of evilizing people has gotten rather strange. It seems to me that he might need a change. Because in one episode when he was trying to frighten, he instead made a baby into Gigan Titan. I mean, if this isn't rock bottom, I don't know what is. How can you make a mistake as embarrassing as his? All the villain did was try to find candy. To me, that doesn't seem very handy. By the end of the episode, I began to question whether Hawk Moth had a confession, that his intelligence might be lower than the baby in the stroller. Okay, uh, so that's a good answer. Uh, akumatizing a baby. Yep, that's a, that's a very, very lame action taken by, taken by Hawk Moth this season. And it also rhymed for some reason, so uh, good, good answer, Andy. Okay, let, let's go to Steve here. Uh, what you got, Steve? Well, very one simple sentence. Come, my little Kuma. Come, my little Kuma. <laughs> the episode Godzilla, when he intentionally gets his body, gets his bodyguard to be angry, so he can akumatize him. 
which actually kind of was smart, but I just, that speech, though, it's just so, makes him look so lame and such a loser. And, like, he lost all, so much villain cred with that one little thing. Um, If he just would have been, but still, it was so funny. Come, my little Kuma. Come, my little Kuma. Fly, fly, my Fly, Kuma. fly. Yeah, fly. come. It's come like is the, the opposite. Co- yeah. That would be the collectioner. <laughs> I mean, the collector. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. you know, seriously though, nothing can top kumitizing a baby except for maybe kumitizing a puppy. But this was probably my most, my favorite moment of Hawkmoth this season. It's just so hilarious. It's like old school '80s cartoon villainy. Wait, okay, so you, 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 it was a good answer, Steve. You just acquiesced to Andy at the end there. You just said, <laughs> "Oh, mine's not as good as Andy's answer," but so you can't, you can't do that. But uh, no, I'm just with- saying. No, it, it, in, I'm not saying it was. Uh, this was my first choice, actually. Yes, I'm this, saying, this is the this is the thing that I'm started our. This, our yeah, meeting. I'm saying this. This was my first. I'm just saying logically, it probably is the baby. I'm just saying with my heart. No, you're, it's you're, this you're moment. Still hedging, you're still hedging, but um, okay. <laughs> it's you're you're. This, this is the uh, call the bodyguard and then akumatize uh, him after you get mad at him from calling him that we uh, started our hawk moth memeing on the podcast. So yes, <laughs> a, a solid choice. Um, okay, uh, Sarah, what is your lamest hawk moth action? All right. Well, I would say what is the most lame thing for. For Hawkmoth to do is in the collector, we know at the very end that he is suspicious of Shadwar being Adrian, and yet he akumatizes himself into being a villain and attacks entire episode spends attacking Shadwar. He puts him into danger and attacks his, who he thinks could be potentially his son. I think that is by far the lamest thing. Like, what kind of parent are you, Hawkmoth slash Gabriel Grest? Yes. Okay. I did. I didn't. Did not remember that. But uh, yeah, I don't think the show tracked uh, Gabriel's suspicions very well, and that could be an example of that. But uh, that's, that's a more serious offense than than opening the blinds. Uh, I would say. But <laughs> but yeah, that's inter- interesting choice. It's there. lame okay. to be a bad parent. Yeah, this is a PSA from from Sarah. <laughs> it's lame to be a bad parent. Okay, so. Uh, Steve gets a two for backing off of his answer. I didn't like that. Um, Alex gets a three. Uh, wasn't crazy about the blinds. I'm going to give, uh, Sarah a, I'll give Sarah a three to differentiate from the, the best answer, which was Andy's, uh, which is he gets a five. So Andy's back in this after that strong showing. Um, still not tired of it yet somehow. And we have. I might still claim victory. This isn't very predictory. Is predictory a word? Define predictory? Yeah. Can someone Google that, see if that's a word? Um, I think, see, I'm unsure if Andy's like coming up with these on the fly, which I think is he didn't, or he has like stock rhyme answers prepared, which is, um, interesting. Like we have to try to induce situations where he will not have a stock answer ready. But, uh, tied for the lead, Andy, Sarah, and Alex at 17, Steve at 15, heading into question five. Um, will we get, okay. Here's here's an interesting one. Will we get any form of Marinette and Adrian identity reveal for the in the remainder of this season? So, um, will we? Will they? Any form? They don't need to like fully reveal their identities to each other. Marinette and Adrian. Um, ten episodes left this season. Not a ton of time. We're, we've been really anticipating this identity reveal. Is it coming? Yes or no, and why? Let's start with Sarah. Okay, my answer to this is. Yes, I do think that there will be an ID reveal, identity reveal this season. However, I think that what's going to happen in the finale, which I will elaborate later on potentially, um, 
is that they're going to lose their memories and so they will forget right afterwards. Oh, oh I've seen this that so many would, times. That would suck. <laughs> oh, no, hunters all over again. Why are, why are they doing that? Because <laughs> of the angst. Because angst, yes. Because they it's the, hate us. Because it's this show, okay? So. <laughs> Okay, but there's gonna be there's gonna they're gonna their identities are gonna be revealed to each other. They're gonna have this big, powerful emotional moment, and then they're gonna have to lose their memory. Yep, I can see it. <laughs> I don't want it, but I can see it. So uh, this, is, this is this is a strong stake to claim uh, in the potential uh, finale here. So okay, we've got a yes from Sarah. Wasn't expecting that. Alex, what you got? Well, my my friend Plog told me that people are blind in this show. <laughs> like, he, he, as far as Adrian wearing a Chat Noir costume, no nobody will recognize it. So I am very doubtful we get an identity reveal this season. I, I think we'll get there eventually, but I do think that we're still too early in the show to go that deep into the identity reveal. Well, we just got to Plog and Tiki figuring out who each other's miraculous person is, and we're in season two. So I, I definitely think that while there is something big going to happen for the finale, I don't think an identity reveal is what we should be expecting. Yeah, sensible answer. Okay. Um, don't don't expect anything from the finale. I agree. <laughs> okay, Steve. And don't expect this from the finale. You can expect other things. We'll get there. Okay, yeah, we still have a prediction question left. Steve, uh, identity reveal, yes or no? No, because I think this show is sort of like like a trilogy. So this is probably for like saving for like the season three finale. However, I do think there's a chance, though, that Arya is going to learn Ladybug's identity. Okay. So, I, yeah, I think that would be a first step. And they're saving that for like down the line. So, yeah. That's okay. my answer. That, that was that was not the question, Alia, but, uh, but do, it's a first step. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, the show's definitely not a trilogy because we know they're already working on season five. So, um, well, no, you know. I'm, I'm trilogy in terms of big step. Like Ruby sort of like sees series as trilogies. That's what I meant. Um, yeah, we're going to do the Ruby thing where each season is part one, part two, part three, three. Uh, no, I hope not. Um, but the similar long term plan going on now. So, okay. Steve says oh, maybe Alia. That's that's Steve's answer. Uh, Andy, uh, identity reveal. Marinette and Adrian, yes or no? There will be no reveal, mark my words, just as elephants travel in herds. This show will continue to infuriate. There's no way they'll open the floodgate. That's it? I have more. Just look at last season. Moving on from this stru- structure would be nearly treason. The joke will continue to endlessly be that Marinette and Adrian can't possibly see. That Ladybug is one and Chatmoir the other. Them being smart is a thought that causes a shudder. Now look at Plage and Tiki clearly know, along with Master Fu, the old bro. But none will tell the secret of the kids telling the identities Fu forbids. This will continue time and again, but maybe we'll end in season 10. Okay, I like that. I like the season 10 thing. The elephant herd part was very stupid, uh, but kind of got there at the end with the season 10, even though, uh, I, what are you going to do if I just move on? Uh, like, you pause. I, I'm just, what if I don't throw back? So, well, I, I think that's probably happened for at least something written down. Um, I, all fours across the board on this answer. I wasn't blown away by any of them, but at the same time, this was a tough question. It was either just a yes or a no. So, um, same thing heading into the final question here. We have a three-way tie at the top. Andy with his rhyming is in play for the win. 
Um, <laughs> Andy, Sarah, and Alex at 21, Steve at 19. Uh, very open-ended question to end things here. Give me any predictions for the upcoming season two finale. Only 10 episodes left in the season. What are we getting in the finale? Uh, let's start with Steve. Okay, I predict we're going to find out that Hawkmoth has a boss, someone above him, who's sort of being like a puppet, the puppeteer, while he's a puppet, and that person is none other than Adrian's grandmother. And dun, I'm, dun, dun. yeah, done, done, done. And I think it's probably his, his, uh, Hawkmoth's mother, probably, not, uh, not his mother in law. But it could go either way there. But that's what I think. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Adrian's grandmother, the true villain of the show. I don't know if I've heard that before, so I guess that's unique. Um, yeah, that, that, that could be a thing where it's uh, Hawkmoth's not the true villain. There's someone above them. So there, that's what we got from Steve. Okay. Um, Sarah, uh, season two finale predictions. All right. Get ready. <laughs> okay. So there's two parts. Part number one, Lila. Part number two, Trainwreck. Lila, yes. Lila is coming back with a vengeance. We haven't seen her since the end of season one, and there's a reason for that because she's coming back. Um, She's recruited her best friend, Kagami, which we haven't seen since Repost, so she has to be coming back. Um, Hawk Moth has recruited them as his henchwomen, but they end up turning on him, and they become the most powerful supervillain duo of all time. Um, And they're also led by the... Oh, wait, no. They trap the whole classroom um, on a train while they're on a field trip. And Hogmoth is super mad uh, that, um, you know, Lila and Kagami have defected. Um, and so he akumatizes the train conductor. Uh, meanwhile, Ladybug and Shad, they're fighting the Akuma, but the, because the train doesn't have a conductor at this point because it's akumatized, it goes off the rails and there's a huge train wreck. Uh, Shad gets hurt, Ladybug is still okay, but Shad gets tre- tre- detransforms. This is when that reveal happens. Uh, Ladybug freaks out and Ladybug detransforms. There is a super sad um, moment um, and romantic moment between them, but like kind of a little bit. Uh, Ladybug. Uh, takes his uh, ring, um, uses it, and her earrings uses the wish to save the whole class. Um, and the price that they have to pay is that they forget who each other are, and that is what's happening in the season two finale. Yes, yeah, very, I like the fanfic. Um, that answer very... was crazy detailed, almost as bad as the train derailed. Mm. <laughs> Well, okay, so that one had to have been on the fly because you referenced your answer. So that, that that was the first evidence I have that you weren't just uh, an answering machine, Andy, this podcast. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, <laughs> no bonus points for that. No. Thank, thanks for trying. But um, it's – yeah, that was the – I see you've gone the Alex school of detailed prediction answers. We'll hear from the the, 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 the proprietor of that in a second. But yeah, I love, I love the uh, Kagami and um, Lila. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I don't know if we'll Lila conspicuously missing and the, the whole train thing. So, oh, that sounds great. That sounds way better than we're actually going to get in the finale. So <laughs> I like that. Um, Alex, uh, can you beat the detail from that answer? Any season two finale predictions? Well, I, I think that this season has been giving a lot more focus to Master Fu and uh, him preparing Marinette for bigger and better things. Like we, we saw him... Uh, first explaining what the miraculouses are, then he goes on to explain what the miraculouses do once they're get 
brought, brought together. And very recently, we saw him give Marinette all the recipes for upgrading the Miraculouses. So what I think is going to happen is that we are building up to a finale. And also in uh, in a recent episode, we saw Master Fu infiltrate to get uh, Gabriel's house, like to teach Adrian things. But uh, we know that uh, Hawk Moth is also aware. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Guardian is in town, and I need and I need him to interpret the book for me. So I think what is going to happen is we are ramping up to a confrontation between Master Fu and uh, Hawk Moth. We are going to get into some very deep things, especially talking about the reality-changing nature of this final wish. Uh, they will get into a big fight. Gabriel, uh, um, Master Fu will will remind Gabriel of the sacrifice that he has to make, and Hawk Moth will deliver the line, the hardest choices require the strongest wills. And once he delivers that line and they do a final fight, Master Fu is defeated, similar to how Yoda is defeated by the Emperor in Episode 3 of Star Wars. He has to exile himself to avoid giving up any more valuable information to uh, to. Yeah, to Hawk Moth, and he gives uh, all his, his his remaining knowledge, including the Miraculouses, to Marinette, and Marinette becomes the guardian for season three and beyond. So she is given more responsibility as Master Fu has to leave the show, and Marinette has to uh, is like, going forward on her quest to eventually defeat Hawk Moth, but on her own. Okay, we kind of got there to a common theory at the end, which is the Marinette becomes the Guardian Master for Season 3. Yes, that, that, that seems like uh, something we could do, and I, I do like that. Um, I don't know about this uh, grand uh, Hawk Moth and Master Fu face-off in the finale. I feel like we got to have Marinette involved somehow, but um, that it's heavily influenced by the last episode we saw, and definitely seems like we're going to go somewhere there. So, yeah, I, I like it. I, well, I, like, I like quoting a specific line that was random added to the detail. Um <laughs> But yes, good stuff there from Alex. Okay, um, the fate of the panel hinges hinges on Andy's final answer here. So, Andy, uh, what season two finale predictions do you have? It seems you've saved the best for last, so I'll make this one fast. I'm very excited to see the end of this Kwame giving trend. In the finale, at last, we'll see the whole cast. Chloe will finally become Queen Bee and finally be more than just a bourgeoisie. Carapace might finally make an appearance, but we'll see if the show has any coherence. Rena Roge will jump in and make a mirage. It'll be a total barrage. All five on screen together, it'll be endless sunny weather. Um, is bourgeoisie a word? Yes. It, it, is, it is a word, but usually refers to a group of people. Okay, so Andy clearly is just says like thesaurus.com out or some rhyming dictionary because we did learn that predictory was a word. So we looked that, <laughs> we fact checked that. Um, anything, anything else you'd like to add, Andy? I may, it seems that I may have spoke too soon. Alex seems to be a complete buffoon. Okay, so that was Ooh. a stock. That was an unused stock answer from. from <laughs> yeah, from like what did I do? <laughs> Andy's just he has, he has other things written out. Uh, and well, what situation did you anticipate arising that you would need to call Alex a buffoon? You can't. You can't answer that. <laughs> okay. I mean, to be fair, that there is uh, many possibilities <laughs> in which I could have made myself a buffoon. This yeah. one doesn't even count. This mistake will be hard to surmount. Okay, so just giving us the stock answers. Interesting. Well, he, um, he admitted defeat there. What, what, why? Because it was okay, a mistake? Yeah, he, he just said that like he, <laughs> he he's given up. Okay, so 
it was a good answer. In Carapaz, B. I mean, B is going to happen in the the B trilogy, but I guess she could yeah. permanent permanently in the finale, something like that. Yeah, and all of them on screen at the same time, like that. That rhyming answer did have a legitimate prediction in there. Get Carapaz in there, have all of them together in the finale. So I will award that answer five points. Um, Steve answer three points. Alex gets four, Sarah five, which brings us to a tie in our final uh, score, which is Andy 26, Sarah 26, Alex 25, and Steve 22. And I have a way to break this tie. Um, This is very unconventional, but I'm going to uh, temporarily award Andy the FaceTime because I would like to see what he has prepared for his winner's statement. And then if I'm happy, if I'm satisfied with, with what he's, his FaceTime contains, then I'll actually award him the true winner and we'll end. Otherwise, Sarah will win. So, <laughs> Andy, right. uh, th- thank you for temporarily, you temporarily won the panel. What do you have to say in the winner's circle here? See, I didn't really have anything prepared because being the winner, I never thought you'd be, you'd declare. Rip. <laughs> continue, continue. I'm making this up completely on the spot. I'm gonna rot. <laughs> <laughs> one, one more, one more chance here. Okay, Dylan, I came very close, but now I'm toast. <laughs> I, I was really anticipating you having uh, a statement prepared and actually awarding you the win, but that was definitely not what I was looking for. So congratulations, Sarah, on the, on the panel. <laughs> I came so close. I came so close. I didn't think you'd let me win, Dylan. I just did it. Okay, I did. I lied. It. it was. It was a. See, I think. I think you've arrived at the secret to winning. You're winning panels for yourself, Andy, which is to not respond, not have follow ups <laughs> because usually that hurts I put, you. I have to put a thing on myself where I can't talk when you talk yeah, to just me. Just don't just don't follow up because that usually loses you points. This was actually a very good performance because you had the initial answers and then yeah. did not detract points later. Yeah. But Sarah, congratulations. Um, what what would you like to say anything about Ladybug or the panel or anything else? Uh, well, I had a really fun time on my first panel slash podcast. Um, yeah, I've been really enjoying Rocky's Ladybug season two. Um, it's been really fun to watch, and I'm really excited for new episodes to come eventually when they come. Um, yeah, that's really all I have to say. Yay! So, yeah. great job, um, it, Sarah. Congrats. Yes, so, yes, so, Alex. Yeah. I called it. I called it. I knew she was going to win. I mean, uh, I was so, trying to give it to Andy. It didn't cooperate. <laughs> since, since the panel is over, can I say that the line I, I uttered for my final moment uh, that comes from the masterful Thanos from the classic film Infinity War? Because really, this entire oh. show is just Infinity War to the point that they're going for a reality changing stone. Oh, don't spoil things. <laughs> Which, 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 which reality changing Alex seems to be a complete buffoon yeah you used that one already okay yeah <laughs> oh, forget you see you, you you couldn't respond to that because at the time i, I know you wanted to point that out oh i wanted to be so bad <laughs> but, which which, which which powerful stone the the miraculous is this a stone yeah the miraculous is because in robustus like master food literally describes the combination of the two miraculouses as the ultimate power that shapes reality and that's a very similar power to what 
what's described mm. by Thanos in Infinity War. Uh, so you're, of so you're, you're saying Hawkmoth is Thanos trying to collect all the miraculouses. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And to the point of Master Fu saying, like, there needs to be balance to the universe. So if you use that, that something else has to pay for it. So like, it's a very similar concept, really. And which is why for a, a saga like Miraculous Ladybug, you do need these giant uh, um, matchups to really uh, build up to that moment where he finally snaps his fingers, you know, and stuff happens. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I still have not seen it, so I would not have awarded that. Uh, obviously, <laughs> um, interesting, interesting comparisons there. Uh, I, also, I, I he feel... wears purple. Okay, <laughs> noted. Um, they're both purple people. <laughs> just to answer your question, Dylan, from earlier, and the listeners, I prepared about fifty percent of what I said. No, you uh, didn't. Stop it. You prepared all of uh, everything except that one time I pointed. It no, out. I, I was adding stuff to multiple uh, poems oh. as you were saying stuff. I, well, I probably would have had more detailed answers if you asked me to predict the season finale of OKKO. No, that's clearly not what I. Not what I, I know what you're saying though. It's so hard. Yeah, hard what, what, what you're saying, Ladybug doesn't have any sort of cohesive plot, so no, I'm you saying can't really it's hard. It's hard. It's I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, it's, there's, yeah, there's no. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. It's unpredictable. That's another way of looking at it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a very ridiculous panel. Um, somehow not as ridiculous as the current state of the Miraculous Ladybug subreddit, which has just evolved into B memes. But uh, I'm glad we didn't do any of those here. <laughs> so so if, if so, if Jerry Seinfeld was on Miraculous Ladybug, yeah, what, yeah, what character would he play? I'm kind of shocked you didn't make any B jokes, Alex. So that was that was maybe the surprise of the thing. You didn't you didn't really give a Chloe question in here, but like Steve, Steve turned <laughs> half of his it. answers into all, Chloe questions. Only on this panel, you guys think of Jerry Seinfeld. First thing you think about is B movie and not the uh, sitcom Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. I know. We I'm should, we, should, we, should, we should we should have seen uh, Steve t- turning that into Seinfeld coming. But oh. um, okay. well, all, the, all the classic it. character moments breaking out here. All of your favorite o- OVA characters <laughs> getting <laughs> yes, their yes. I tend to overly animated for the buzz on the upcoming Queen Bee trilogy. Oh yeah, what if we what if we had our second to week ladybug podcast called The Buzz? What if we just did B stuff the whole time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um that's possible. Okay, so yeah, we'll be talking about the trilogy come end of this month. Uh we're very excited, or the two first two parts of the trilogy. Well we cause... got one more episode before that. Uh yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe. About that. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, let us know what you thought of this panel. Did you like this? Would you like to see regular ladybug panels? I probably they won't all be as ridiculous as this. Um uh, will I have to... Should my answers be more ridiculous? Please let me know. You, you had this, yeah. You had the more straightforward answers, and uh, it was the the true battle tied for the top yeah. with the straightforward and then the ridiculous. So well, after I... after you duck point to saying I was talking too long with my um well my answers about which is like the best ship, I kind of got shied away from long answers. <laughs> yeah, you you overcompensated, there, but <laughs> you scared um, me away. Yeah, you can't. Oh, yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, will I have to bar rhyming from future la- ladybug panels? We'll see. So let us know what you thought in the comments, YouTube comments, overlyanimated.com. Uh, you can also talk ladybug with us on discord, overlyanimated.com slash discord, uh, support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Phonition, aka Fusion. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Um, thank you to our panelists. What a, uh, creative panel this was. And, um... <laughs> Uh, who 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 should have won? Uh, let us know in the the comments. Who's your favorite panelist and why wasn't it Andy? And uh, wow, wow, <laughs> I can't believe this. I'm, inter- I'm interested to see if people enjoyed the rhyming or not. Well, they enjoyed I- when I did the rhyming intro, but that was a much more condensed version. <laughs>
Also, should be know this was not an original concept. I did this last Ladybug podcast with the with the. Intro. However, has anybody done a French intro on the podcast? I think oh my not. god! Yeah, well, you oh. did a whole a- intro French. in French. Yeah. That was well, awesome. well, if you ever be on an enemy podcast, Alex, you just talk Japanese. I dare you. We well, actually do that. Yeah, uh, Next anime pocket, I gotta speak some Japanese. Try, try, try for that. You can keep that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that sounds like a good idea. Okay. Um, we'll be back to talk Ladybug whenever the next episode is out, potentially next weekend. We'll see, but um, who knows what Zach will do. Until then, uh, let, us, let us know what you thought, and thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 Au revoir.